some new things with the intro welcome to the show it's friday it's 1900 and it's time for god coffee country uh we have a great guest tonight uh, uh, I'm, i'll get in i'm gonna bring him on before i really get into it but uh he is definitely a business mentor of mine he's a somebody that i prayed for and the guy showed up in my life uh along with a couple of others and uh that combination of people that God has put there uh, has just changed our life completely. Uh, we went from a little hobby uh, to uh, finding a way out of the workforce. Uh, and two weeks ago tonight, I left my day job and we're doing coffee full time. So we're we're completely self-employed. And uh, hello, Carrie. Hello, Richards. Thanks for jumping. I'm going to go ahead and bring my guest on. Justin Charpentier. What's up, brother? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. And uh, I just welcome to the show. Um, some point during this show, my mother will, will probably call. And if she does, I'm just going to answer the call. I've stopped fighting it. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> I tell her that I'm going to be on every Friday. And I even call her sometimes before and uh, tell her. But uh, if she calls, I'm probably just going to answer the phone call and and uh, and do like David Letterman used to do when his mom would call. And so uh, anyway, we'll, we'll deal with that if it pops up. Other than that, sometime during the show, if you're watching, uh, we do give a discount code away uh, for you to get. Uh, I think tonight it's 15% uh, off. And so um, anything on our store. We're also running a promotion right now. Uh, you'll have to go to my page to look for it, but it's uh, my Facebook page. Uh, it is a, uh, uh, it's called D1, and basically it's a stackable 10% discount for subscriptions. So if you get on my site and you order a coffee, a monthly coffee subscription, the subscription itself automatically gives you 10% discount. Well, the code that, that uh, is on my Facebook page today, uh, it gives you an additional 10% off of that. So you can actually get a coffee subscription um for 20% off using that discount code. And so you'll have to go and watch the video and, and that's on my Facebook page. Uh, but you know, that's where that's at. And so anyway, I'm really excited about my guest tonight. Uh, Justin and I met last year, almost a year now, I guess, uh, close to it. Maybe it's February or March of last year. Right? So. Yeah. Well, I, I launched the group in May. Okay, so then we met just before that. Yep. Because I was already watching your stuff, and that's kind of how that got got started. But um, so uh, I was in a place where I was trying to, uh, I was praying for a way to get out of where I was at. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I knew that I loved coffee. I uh, started having people over at the house buying coffee, you know, 
like, man, you need to sell this. And, you know, there's a ministry here and there's a, a business here. And, but I didn't know how to get from point A to point B. And so much less, you know, halfway down the effort, you know, past that. And so uh, I prayed about it, prayed about it. And this guy popped up into my feed one day and it turns out that he owns a coffee farm in Honduras. And he asked me if there was anything he could do to help my business. And he felt like he was being led to me. And so uh, that was the first part. And then it wasn't long after that, that Justin popped in and I remember having that conversation and I was like, I don't care what it costs. Let's get this going, man. I need this. And so uh, anyway, that's kind of where that went. Hey, Frank, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Uh, so Justin, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Um, tell me where you grew up and what led to you joining the military and what branch? All right. Well, first of all, Jose, you know, um, thank you for having me. Uh, I love you, man. And uh, I appreciate you sharing this with me. You know, this is pretty awesome. I love what you're doing and I'm, I'm real happy to be here. Um, yeah. So my background, I'm, I'm originally from way upstate New York. Uh, I grew up on the Vermont border at the bottom of Lake Champlain. I'm originally from a town called Whitehall, New York, Jose, which is actually the birthplace of the U.S. Navy. Yep. I don't you know. Go Navy. No, I didn't. I did not go Navy. No. Um, I graduated high school from a, the, a neighboring town right on the border of Vermont. And uh, I went to college and w w the town I came from, I mean, there was like 80 or 90 people in my graduating class, very small town. So I was rather sheltered when I got to college. It was a eye opening experience. And, uh, I needed some discipline in my life, um, really, whether I liked it or not. So um, that's what led me to join. I joined the Army. I talked to a couple of people. You know, I talked to the Navy recruiter. They were trying to recruit me for uh, to get into nuclear propulsion physics, and that sounds an awful lot like school. So, you know, I said no. <laughs> um, I thought I um, – I thought I wanted to be kind of a badass. So uh, my grandfather was army. So I went army. Yeah. Uh, infantry. And um, that, that was really cool. Really cool. Um, I probably could have done anything I wanted, you know, with the test scores and everything, but I just wanted to be, you know, when I was 19, I was a hard charger. Not that I'm not anymore, but uh, life is different these days, you know? So. Slower than before. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, I did that, and um, I loved it. I loved it. There's uh, a comment from Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Group do do a podcast. Yeah. So, just a little bit of background on Justin and our relationship. Um, I was again. I was roasting coffee. I was sharing coffee. I really wasn't selling coffee just quite yet because I didn't know how to do it. And so I bought a bunch of stickers with, I had a friend of mine from high school made a logo and I put that logo on some stickers and I sold some stickers to raise money, you know, to try to do other things. Cause I really didn't know how to wear out what direction I was going in. And uh, the more I spoke with Ashley, the more he explained the business aspect of how to get my coffee from roast to somebody's hand. And so I was having to learn that but I didn't understand any of the business aspects. I've been to business classes before. Uh, I went through the boots to uh, boots to business 
program that the VA has uh, where they set you up with the local small business administration veterans um, called VBOC, I think, Veterans Business uh, Outreach. And, uh, and I was really not getting anywhere. And so I decided I was going to go back to school because I qualified for Chapter 31, Voc Rehab. And I went to Wayland Baptist and I got to do two things that I wanted to do, business and ministry. And so as I was taking those classes, that's when Justin and I linked up. I started taking Justin's class and uh, and Justin was always two weeks ahead of my textbook. And I always thought it was funny because, you know, we would cover something and I'm like, dude, you got We just covered that like this week, you know, and it was from the week before. And so uh, that's kind of where we met. But. Uh, let's talk a little more about your military. So you joined the army. Uh, was that what year did you join the army? And, and I mean, I know you're infantry, but where did your army career take you? And how long did you stay in? Yeah. And so I um, I enlisted on December 31st, 1997. That's what I did on New Year's Eve in 97. Um, I didn't ship out until I guess March, and I went to Fort Benning. So. Uh, March, April, May, June, I got out from Fort Benning, came back home, did some hometown recruiting. And, um, I spent a lot of my time at Fort Drum. Um, I wound up, um, I wound up getting out and doing national guard and with the national guard, uh, that brings us to like around 2000, well, 2000, um, um, or 2001 when September 11th happened. I'm here in New York, so New York uh, National Guard, you know, we got deployed. I wound up being uh, on a couple of anti-terrorism task, for task forces. Um, I worked with other agencies. Like, so we worked with, uh, we did some stuff with Port Authority, NYPD. Um, we worked in the airports. Uh, I patrolled the Brooklyn Bridge and City Hall with a real cool group of guys. Um, so I did some really cool stuff and then, well, I did that for a while that I did that until 2003. Um, my enlistment was up in 2000 at the end of 2003. So towards the end of the year, I was burning up some leave time and I started working in business end of 2003, I guess, October, September, October, September of 2003. Um, and actually I had been moonlighting for most of 2003, I'd been doing the, the duties. Uh, I wound up with a Monday through Friday gig and I had the weekends off and it was a, it was a day shift. So I was free basically 4 PM on. So, uh, I linked up with my best friend and his mom who had a, a, a management consulting business and a tax consulting business. And they were operating in Manhattan. I was at Fort Hamilton in Brooklyn. So it was like pretty cool for me to, to jump into the business world and, and kind of get things set up that way. And um, as I went on leave, or I, I mean, I was just burning up my leave time. Um, I got stop lost, man. They, um, I don't remember how long I was actually, you know, on leave. I had quite a, quite a good amount of time built up and um, I was, I was actually on a little weekend. I was up on Lake George, which is up in New York. Um, I mean, upstate New York. I was out on the lake and I got a message from the, uh, I guess it was the readiness NCO or maybe it was a platoon sergeant. I don't remember who called, but he said, Hey, uh, 
I just have to read this to you. And he got all official and started reading, you know, and I'd been, I'd been drinking, I'd been hanging out on the lake and it was like, I thought it was a joke. You know, I thought somebody was messing with me, but you can't get out. You cannot separate, you cannot transfer units and you're going to have to report to Fort drum in three days or something a week or something like that. So I was like, man, I, I had started off my, my career, my civilian career in business and it got, it got kind of caught abruptly. And uh, so then we went over, it was, I, I couldn't think of a better group of guys to deploy with. Um, it, I don't know what to say about it, man. Like so many, so many things happened divinely. Um, you know, my platoon, all of us that left came back, you know, everybody came back in one piece, not, not any major injuries. Um, we were blessed, man. We were blessed. So we left, I guess we touched down in, in Kuwait, uh, in February, like end of February or beginning of March. We did a little acclimation for a couple of weeks and then we, and then we moved into Iraq. Um, I was, we were in Balad, near Balad. There's a, a big, uh, logistical staging area there's uh, anybody that's been to Iraq uh, northern or mid northern Iraq may be familiar with LSA Anaconda uh, so we were about five clicks southwest or west of Anaconda um, just just a lot of crazy stuff I mean things you see in the movies and you know it was just a wild year um, of survival of survival and brotherhood and, you know, all the crazy stuff that happens there. So we came back to the U S uh, we touched down on December 31st. So you can see there's kind of a theme here with new year's in my service. Um, and then we demobed. So I think I officially separated on May 16th of 2005. So I was kept 15 months past my enlistment date past, uh, past my original separation date. And then I did the last, uh, whatever, um, seven months or so, six months, whatever it was on the, uh, inactive ready reserve. And that was it. Um, I was pissed. I didn't want to, you know, they offered me that huge enlistment bonus tax free when I was in Iraq and no way, man, I, I have bigger things to do. And, uh, when I came home, it was, uh, it was a, it was an adjustment, man. It was like, um, when I separated, I took you know, we had leave time. We, we, again, we had a bunch of leave time to burn. I, I maybe took like a week or 10 day break. And then I went right back to work in Manhattan. I went right back, you know, head first. And, and that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. Probably should have dealt with some of those issues. I didn't even know what the issues were, you know? Um, so, uh, but no, I mean, it was good. I mean, I learned a lot. I just didn't really like the crowds at that point. And, uh, I don't know how much more you want me to go into. I mean, I have like, I have a ton of stuff to talk about. I'm full of junk. How did you not want to be around crowds and then work in Manhattan? I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I just did it. I just did it. And um, I don't remember how long, how long it was for. It was sometime in the late summer, right? So my office was on 28th on the West side. If you're not familiar with Manhattan and I said 28th, I, I meant uh, 38th. Um, not too far from the Port Authority bus terminal and not too far from Times Square, you know, just a few blocks either way. 
but one day, I think it might've been in August or um, maybe even September. But anyway, I was, I'd gone to the gym and I had my, my old Molly rucksack with my business clothes in the back. And I was like trucking, you know, and I, I came around the corner at the Port Authority to catch a bus because at the time I lived right across the river in, uh, in New Jersey. I lived in Weehawken, right across the Lincoln Tunnel. And, uh, you know, in the city, in that neighborhood, there's kind of some uh, nefarious characters or whatever. This guy was having like some kind of a domestic argument with a girl. And I looked and he turned around and he went like he was going to punch me. I mean, he, was just, he was just trying to get me to flinch. But my reaction was to, I punched him in the throat. And I was like, wow, you know, it's, it may be time to reassess what's going on here. So, um, yeah. So, um, I wound up moving, I wound up moving a little bit upstate, uh, just, just outside of the city. And I would take the train in and, um, just kind of go to, go to my office and, and do the, do the work. And then, uh, what I did is I just found an opportunity to get out. I, I end up ended up buying a bar. Um, yeah, crazy man. I <laughs> I have such an eclectic past, but I bought a bar up on that very same lake where I got the notice up on Lake George. Yeah, and uh, that was that was another crazy time. Yeah, uh, you know it's weird because I just I was I was uh, I had you know clubhouses, and if you don't know what clubhouse is, look it up. It, it's a, a iPhone only app. Um, but, uh, actually Justin introduced me to clubhouse and I actually went out and bought an iPhone off of Amazon that I only use on my Wi-Fi just so I could get on clubhouse. But I didn't, I, I trusted Justin enough and he saw the value. And then once I got on, I realized, I mean, there's people on there like Grant Cordone, billionaire, Damon John, probably a billionaire, uh, all these other people that are huge industry titans. And for some reason they spend hours on clubhouse and so we have these billionaires and millionaires and super successful industry leading people that uh are spending all their time there well there's something to it it's not just some whim and uh the beautiful thing is that right now it's still in beta and so it's only by invitation only and so um but uh i i got on clubhouse and got connected to several links and things like that and I forgot where I was going with that because that's just, just how I roll. So now is a perfect time for me to introduce my discount code for this week. I'm not sure how this is going to work, but I'm going to put it right here and hopefully everybody can see it. Epi 15. And if I remember correctly, it's either 10 or 15% off. You'll have to look it. I have to look it up. And let's see. There it goes. Okay. I hope, hope that comes up because I, I know that there's a little bit of a, of a, uh, lag from my i've got it both up on my other computer and um and hopefully it uh if somebody sees that epi 15 just let me notice just send me something in the comments that you can see it so that uh that i know it's coming through the other day somebody told me that it didn't come through um but um so oh i was gonna tell you so this earlier this week through a connection that i made in clubhouse uh, Rebecca May, she's a former Marine and a Navy guy from Dallas, um, Joe Miller. They have a TV show called, uh, well, it's on Texas Veterans Outdoors is their website. And then they have a, a TV show called uh, At TVO Campfire. 
And what they were doing originally when they started this is you would go to the ranch, wherever they got several ranches you can go to, and they'd have a camera crew there and you'd sit around the campfire and you would talk about success stories from business, you know, different veterans who have, have succeeded. And I don't really consider myself a success story uh, because to me, my, my, my goal is still way out there. You know, I'm not there yet. You, you hit your goals though. <laughs> I, well, we have, we've hit a lot of them. Right. Uh, and so uh, they had me on the live and, and they, they, they video record it and then it goes on, on stuff like Roku and, and uh, Apple TV and a lot of the different streaming services. And I'm 50 years old, Justin. I've, you know, I've spent an entire lifetime. I got out of the service uh, in 1995 off active duty. And, uh, and then, of course, you know, I didn't open my business until 19. I didn't really do anything with it till 20 when I met you. Uh, and so that's my short time of business that had been, you know, is since we started partnering up. But I didn't realize everything up to that point. Uh, hi, Rebecca. We were just talking about you. She just joined us on Clubhouse. Um, I never realized that I um, had trouble transitioning out of the military. Uh, I never thought about it. You know, I just didn't. It never crossed my mind. I just thought, well, I'm I'm a turd, and I, I don't like to sit still. And every two years, I was jumping on to something different. And so, uh, you know that that whole. But in the process of this interview, Rebecca and uh, and uh, uh, Joe, they both uh, asked me questions, and I'm just making her a moderator over here so I can keep doing the podcast. Um, they asked me questions that I had never really thought about in depth before, and I got very emotional uh, when they started asking me these questions. And I've never done that when some were talking about my military service, especially the men and women that I served with. You know, thinking about them, but I, you know, every two years I would get frustrated with where I was at, and I would bounce to another job, and then like two years later, bounce to another job, and two years later, bounce to another job. Now I, I never took a step back. I never lost money in those in those leaps that I was taking, but I never did like I never did fit in. And uh, in 2008, I got a job at a place that uh, did a lot of research for the military, for the government, different government entities. And so that was kind of kind of cool. I kind of had a little bit of a mission again, but it wasn't until 2010 when I got the job where I'm at uh, that I really had a mission again. And I worked for two retired full bird colonels uh, and we, we uh, our customer was the NSA. And so, uh, and we had, I don't know how many, you know, several hundred uh, active duty people that we worked with. And so it was having a mission for the first time. And it wasn't until that point, man, I mean, I, I got out in 95 in 2010, you know, I finally like, okay, I've got something, but then still like there was always something in the, and I loved that job because I made a lot of money. And for a little while, money was my God. I turned away from, you know, I didn't care about anything except how much money can I put in the bank? And so um, but it's amazing how, how people don't even consider the fact. And I, and I hear people all the time, oh, well, big deal. You were in the service and you're having trouble. You know, everybody, everybody has trouble with things, but it's not really the same because no matter what branch of service you join, they tear you down the same. 
in boot camp and you're built back up the same. You know, like you like we talked about earlier, the first they teach you how to kill people and then they teach you a job to do when you're not killing people. Yeah. And then after yeah. that, they, they teach you that nothing else matters but the team. And so when you try to bounce that back to the civilian world, it's really difficult, you know, and it doesn't matter if you ended up in combat or not. You still got trained to this way. Your mindset, you know, changed. And that's something that I had to learn from you a great deal about mindset. But so you got out of the service and what happened? I mean, you obviously owned a bar, but what, what happened after the bar? I'm, so, I mean, there's so many stories here, um, but the the short story is same time I bought the bar, I also took a job working with a local publisher. He had five newspapers and a magazine, and that's when I got into advertising. And that was in uh, 2006, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm never really all that accurate with my numbers, but I believe it was 2006. Um, yeah, uh, that's where I really got into, I mean, with in business in, in New York, I did a lot of different things. Um, I did a lot of marketing I played a lot of marketing roles, um, from <laughs> sales to like working with the department of buildings. Like we had represented over a hundred hotels in the greater New York city area and various things, uh, sales tax audits, um, Department of Labor audits, IRS audits, uh, just just different management uh, pieces. Um, we had a lot of cool, a lot of cool people that we worked with, and I learned a lot. But um, it wasn't until I got into advertising that I really saw the kind of, which is funny because advertising is a small piece of the big picture. But uh, I really, I really got into studying the whole picture you know, what marketing is, what advertising is and how, how it all works with sales, with, with all that. Um, um, yeah. So I did that for some time. I had my, my first son was born in 2007. And, uh, you know, when, when you have that responsibility, then things like entrepreneurial, um, risks and endeavors, they, they wind up taking a back seat, right? So I took a few civil service exams. Um, I took the state police exam and I took the department of corrections exam here in New York and I got hired, uh, I got hired by the department of corrections. Um, so I took that job and I did that for, um, about 10 years. Um, all that note right there. Cause I'm going to pull a picture up. And I'm going to let you, and I, I did troll your Facebook, so uh, that's where this picture came from. But I'm going to, uh, let me see where it did go. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and I'll just let you look at this picture and let's see, episode 15. Where did it go? I, I use pictures uh, for every, and I, of course, it's not on this. It's going to be over here. So give me just a second. Um, I, I really want, I want to share this picture so that uh, we could talk about it. And then, and then we'll lead into the next little segment here. Let's see. Uh, all right. 
man. Um, so Justin, what, um, so you were working, how did you specifically get into the, cause what I learned from you was digital, digital marketing side. And so how did you get into that specifically? Well, um, so this, this thing, you know, about me is this entrepreneurial spirit that I have, and I don't really know where it came from, except that my great grandfather, uh, was, he was a big time entrepreneur in, in my hometown and, uh, I never met him. He, he passed away before I was born, but what I did know was, uh, the kind of the fruits of his labors. He owned a department store. He owned a grocery store. He owned basically a whole city block, um, uh, bar room, restaurant, uh, apartment buildings, like really nice, like post-war buildings, uh, brownstones in this town. And what used to be a very bustling downtown area. Uh, and, and I spent a lot of time there when I was a kid and there was no real like introduction to entrepreneurship or, or being a business owner, but I, I just caught that bug. You know, I just always wanted to be, I always wanted to be a business owner. And um, I think that's where it came from. So with that being said, right, I, I, I did have this civil service job. Um, I was fortunate to work at a facility that allowed me a lot of time off. So what I would do is I would work like two double shifts and get four days off, or I would work four double shifts and get eight days off. And so it gave me a lot of time off. So I started another business. I started a construction company. Um, my father-in-law has a construction company. He's a, he's a custom builder, general contractor, phenomenal, uh, phenomenal business. And I just, I had an opportunity to kind of, um, piggyback on that. And I did that for a few years. I did a lot of work with him. I did a lot of work with him. I did a lot of, um, like I wind up, I wound up doing a lot of his estimates and a lot of his contracts. And then, um, the, his business kind of changed a little bit. And uh, he was growing and then I, I took on a couple different roles at, in the Department of Corrections. I became a, um, I was always on the emergency response team. Like as soon as I could, as soon as I was eligible, I, I got on the emergency response team, which is like the corrections version. Uh, it's just emergency response, but I mean, it's, uh, it's the elite the elite part of that department. And, um, I wound up becoming a supervisor. And so kind of things changed. Um, and my time changed. Yeah. So I guess that was in 2015. I can see the picture that you're going to pull up. <laughs> if it'll, if it'll pop up. Yeah. Let's see. This is right around when, you know, this transition that I'm telling you about. Um, what brought me to digital was I, I wanted to get my own business going, uh, instead of kind of feeding, you know, eating from my father-in-law's plate. Um, so I, I learned how to run ads. I learned how to run, uh, Facebook ads and those ads, uh, got me a lot of business. <laughs> so I don't know why it's not cooperate with me. I, uh, Okay, application window. Oh, there it is right there. There we go. Is it, did it pop up? Yeah, it's up there, I, th I think. I mean, I see it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so what's, what's interesting <laughs> about that picture, uh, that picture was taken by someone in the Associated Press, actually. And in two, I think it was 2015. Again, you'll have to fact check me here. Um, <laughs> do you remember hearing, uh, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. As far as I know, it was national news, but there was two guys that escaped from a, a maximum security prison in, in upstate New York, way up by the Canadian border. Um, they, it was like very intricate escape. It was like a Shawshank redemption, redemption style, um, you know, through the steam pipes, through the sewers, like that kind of an escape, two guys escaped. Well, being part of the emergency response team, we got called to respond to that. I mean, there was agencies from all over us marshals, uh, border patrol, you know, all the state agencies. That's the one that lasted like two weeks. I think it lasted more than two weeks. I, you know, I don't know for sure. I remember seeing that. Yeah, it was all over the news. They made a movie or they made a mini series about it in uh, on Showtime. <laughs> Some fairly like a list celebrities playing certain roles, but yeah, that that was. So I was running a, I was working on a traffic control point there in the middle of town, like. We had to check every single car that went through, you know, and so that that's you know protocol. If if they're in the trunk, you know, let's be ready. <laughs> we're getting ready to open a trunk right there is actually what's going on. But you know, people thought we were showboating. People thought we were kind of uh, being dramatic or whatever. But um, uh, like when I say people, I mean the press. But but that that's the truth. I mean we're not just going through the motions. There's literally two. One, one guy was, was a capital offender. He killed a sheriff somewhere, uh, somewhere in New York, a sheriff deputy. The other guy I believe was also a killer. I don't remember their background specifically, but they were not like, uh, altar boys. They were, they were not like your, you know, weak, yeah. weak offender. They were some, some big deal, um, some big deals. And, uh, yeah, that was a really cool time, actually. That was I was happy to be a part of that. Well, you know, that's pretty interesting because here you go. Uh, you know, you live in upstate New York, you're on the lake chilling, and uh, and then you get called to literally from the lake to the desert in Iraq. Uh, and then back in law enforcement. Now you're in and I mean that was probably one of the biggest things in modern in the last 10 years that has happened on a crime scene, you know, crime front or whatever. Uh, I remember that now that you mentioned, I mean, it was a big deal. I remember seeing it every day because where I worked, you had, you know, you only had news, right? You had situational awareness. So you had national news and you had local news. And so uh, we were watching national news almost every day. And I was like, man, where are they going to catch these clowns, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but uh, yeah, I, you know, you're a part of that. And, uh, and so, uh, let, you know, from there, so you did law enforcement, you're very involved. And then, uh, you transitioned back out of that, uh, back into the business world. Yeah. Yeah. So I always have this business kind of this business spirit. And, um, I, I had the construction company on the side and we were doing a bunch of work and I was getting like roofs and I was getting like, uh, I, I painted a, um, house that was built in the 1700s. I mean, we did some really cool stuff from Facebook ads. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I wound up doing a little bit of wholesaling, real estate wholesaling. 
which is a real pain in the butt here in New York. It's really, they don't make it easy here in New York. Um, and I understand why, because uh, you're sort of operating like a, like an agent without being an agent, not quite, but I, I think that's the way it's seen. So a lot of the people that have gone through the proper education and uh, licensing to be an agent or a broker, um, they probably put up a fight, you know? Uh, but anyway, um, I was able to make a, a I was able to complete a pretty big deal um, with the wholesaling again, using social media. I actually would send out, uh, you know, the every, every door direct, like little tiny postcards that go to your mailbox that say, Hey, Jose, I want to buy your house for cash. Like I would send those out to a specific area. Like I would help all these uh, places that I thought were, you know, interesting. And um, based on like pre foreclosure, that's really the big one that I did. And, and um, the, the pre foreclosure thing was you're going to lose this house. You're going to lose this house and your credit's going to get crap. Let me buy it from you. Why don't you make some money out of it? Me buying you, buying this from you. And, and then I'll, I'll flip it to an investor, but you get to save your credit and you get to walk away with some money, you know, instead of getting stuck in a foreclosure. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that want to do that. I, to be honest with you, I haven't done that since like 2016 and I still get calls from those postcards. I still get calls from those postcards. Wow. That's something that, I, that I've explored. Uh, this is a good point where I'm going to plug something real quick and I'm going to show you the shirt I'm wearing. And so, uh, I've got a new thing here and it's, it's figure it out, but it says I trained, I served, I conquered. And, uh, it's from the Veterans Network. Oh, nice. And so uh, DP, uh, David Pineda, you know, he's in our group. And uh, I just wanted to plug them. I'm supposed to be wearing a red shirt today because it's Red Shirt Friday. But I really wanted to plug. I just got this shirt in. I was all excited about wearing it. Um, and if you don't know anything about them, uh, it's just Veteran Network. Veterans Network. I'm going to put that in the in the comments because uh, – I won't get it out properly, but it's veteransnetworks.club. Give me a second here. Veteransnetwork.club. That's the actual website. Uh, they are the largest veteran uh, group that is on Clubhouse. Um, and for every shirt that you buy, they donate a shirt to a homeless veteran. And there's all like if you didn't like I didn't want to buy a whole bunch of stuff, but what we did is through the company we ended up going down and just purchase that you can do a donation where you buy a pair of socks, a shirt, a sweaty, whatever, a hoodie, and they they'll give it to a homeless veteran. And they have a place that they work with where the homeless veterans come in and and they uh, and they get them out of the weather for a little while. And so uh, great organization. They allow me space on Clubhouse. Uh, I'm live right now on Clubhouse, and then on Sundays I hold a space called Veterans Praying, Praising, and whatever pops up, uh, and that's been going really well on Sundays. You know, we, we get a lot of activity in there and a lot of group talk, but I just wanted to plug that real quick before we, we shoot off here in a little bit more. Um, so, and I'm going to have to start getting some, some uh, Travis Johnson, does, I've got his book on podcasts. And I'm going to have to, I, I do actually have a 
uh, a package together that I haven't started promoting yet, but I'm going to promote it for monetizing uh, your podcast and, you know, in the form of getting sponsors and things like that. And so that's coming, you know, it's just, uh, it's funny how you would think that now I'm not working full time, that I have time for everything, but <laughs> a lot of it's trying to catch up. And then, and then I did a live this morning about uh, doing, you know, double stacking 10% on your subscriptions. And I have, I think, eight orders in just today. Uh, and some of them are like, there's one order that's that's quite a, it's pretty large. And it goes here to Seguin, which is awesome because I don't know, they don't have a website. And so I'm not really sure, but I know that I've been doing stuff constantly on Facebook ads and things like that. And I target the local area. And so I know that the word's getting out and one of the local companies here just bought uh, four or five bags and then they bought some sample packs. And and so that's really uh, exciting. And we'll get a little bit more into that when we talk about, you know, what you're doing now. But um, so you uh, you talked a little bit about the Facebook ads and things like that that you did. Uh, I love the everyday direct thing. I'm still working to try to get mine up and launched uh, here locally. Uh, but let's talk a little bit more on because – the way we met is, you know, you're in a veteran space and you are adding value. And for what you for what you charge for the classes that you hold, it's it's giving it away, literally, because I know that people pay tens of thousands of dollars for courses for the content that you offer. And so uh, let, let's talk a little bit about that, you know, about the zone of action and uh, and your and your sharpened chair uh, development also. Yeah. So, um, around that time, um, I just, I just realized, you know, what a great opportunity for me to go from exchanging my time for money to serving other businesses and helping people succeed. Um, there's something to be said for, for a construction job and there, you know, I love it. Um, but, uh, it's a lot of hard work, you know, I'm doing 16 hours in a prison and then doing another 12 hours the next day on a job site or, you know, you know, whatever. I just, it was a lot of work, a lot of work. So uh, I made the transition. I decided to just run some ads for other people, you know, um, you know, even further back than, uh, than the newspaper advertising for the newspaper, I started a, a, a newspaper at the community college I went to. I started a newspaper and did that as part, I was like the president of the business club there. And uh, we, we came up with a system on how to sell ads and then how to deliver those ads. And, and, you know, so like this, this whole thing has been building throughout the years and I just decided to do it. It's all about taking action. Right. So we took the action and I, I got some clients. I just, I got a lot of local clients. Um, but what happened through all of this, uh, through all this garbage that's happened the last year with everybody being, you know, the, the threat of sickness, the threat of, I'm refusing to say the word, but, you know, um, people, Real. yeah, people kind of retracted. And so I lost a lot of business uh, working with small businesses. So, you know, I have my, I have my own mentors. I, I have my own mentors that help me and, uh, you know, my mentor, uh, one of my longest uh, mentors, one of my longest, you know, the longest relationship that I've had with a mentor, he, he kind of like virtually shook me and said, hey, man, you're, 
a veteran, you're a leader, you were a leader at one point, you're a leader in the things that you do. It's not time to panic. It's time to lead. And I'll be honest with you. When I got out in 2005, there was very little contact with the veterans community, with the, with the guys that I served with, you know, I, I kind of tried to put that behind me and just move on with my life and, and, and try to, I guess, try to bury that. Um, but my mentor's suggestion was, uh, why don't you reconnect with someone or some people whom you haven't been connected with in a long time? Zoom, everybody's on Zoom now. Go ahead and connect with people. So I did. I, I hooked up with a bunch of guys from my platoon, from my old platoon. And uh, we got together. We did weeklies or we did weeklies or we did every other week or something like that. And we did that for a couple of months and it was really great. And through that, I was like, man, I know what I'm going to do now. I know how I'm going to serve these small businesses who right now it's so scary. Uh, don't have the budget, don't have the, the uh, certainty to know where to spend money, but need to market, need to advertise. And that's when I came up with the program, uh, the accelerator program. So I started the group and I launched the group and um, tried to give out as much, you know, solid information as I could in the group. And, uh, and, and then actually, I believe it was Mark Dudek that said, Hey, you should make a course out of this. And I was like, man, you know, that, that kind of, that kind of makes sense, but I didn't want to be just a course, you know? So I, I, I created this program and, uh, Jose, you were the first one in you and, uh, and then right behind you was Anthony, but, um, and I think Anthony was probably one of your greatest success stories because he took the first few lessons that you gave literally threw them into the mix and just springboarded and hasn't looked back. I mean, not that he's not looking back at the content, but he hasn't looked back in terms of, you know, worrying about where his next meal is going to come from. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, with everybody in there, it's the reward is the reward has been incredible. Um, you know, it's, it's not a, that's not my bread and butter. That's not what's, what's paying my bills or anything like that. But what I found too, uh, Jose was, um, I let some people get in there for free and this is no shot on anyone, but the, the people who got in for free with no skin in the game are the ones who got the least, the least results out of it. And there's no buy in there. And, you know, I think a lot of people feel a certain way about, um, paying for a course or, you know, being a veteran and, and having information withheld. And it's not about the information being withheld. It's literally about the buy-in. Um, the people that bought in and that felt like they were outside of their comfort zone, you've seen it yourself. Those people get in there and they do the work because they paid for it. And they do the work and then like yourself, you have goals and you hit those goals. Uh, and that's been really incredible to see. That's That's been amazing. Yeah, I, uh, I put a post up a while back. I think in the tribe, it might've been in the council. I don't remember, but, uh, cause just so y'all understand, Justin and I belong to a group on Facebook called uh vetpreneur tribe. So if you're a, a veteran entrepreneur or you're active duty and you're looking to start a business for when you get out, strongly recommend the veteran, uh, the vetpreneur tribe, uh, as a way to network. And then, and then if you're really interested in a mastermind group, a group that really adds value, uh, the Warrior Council is a mastermind group within the Veterpreneur Tribe. And Justin and I are members of both of those. I didn't join those things until after I met Justin. I was already in the tribe, which is how 
we initially uh, had some contact, but um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think I posted something in the council or the tribe and it was a, it was a picture that I took with my phone of my notebook. Oh yeah. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I posted in the zone of action as well. And, and it said, okay, my, uh, my one week goals are whatever, blah, blah, blah. My three month goal was, you know, within the next five months uh, to leave my job and run my business full time. And, and I can't, you know, and get subscriptions and things like that. And all of that stuff that I wrote down on there, uh, because of the mindset shift that I had to do because of taking the course and I am plugging your business, uh, because it's important. This podcast wouldn't be here. My coffee company wouldn't be here if I hadn't taken the principles that I learned, uh, from Justin and put them into practice. Um, and I, I, you know, everything that, that I put on that list has come to fruition, except for the commercial stuff, which I've kind of kind of backed off because I know what they're kind of paying for commercial coffee here. It's like six dollars a pound. And and I'm not looking to compete with with, uh, you know, the coffee at H-E-B that, you know, that costs four dollars a pound. I'm just not that's not my my customer, uh, which is something else I, I had to learn. Right. I had to learn who my customer was. And so I'm not looking to get the guys that are paying $4 a pound. That's not my customer. Uh, and so really incredible the way that I have seen my own progress. I never really, you know, I really had to change my mindset. That's so huge. People don't understand. Uh, you know, I grew up poor and my dad worked three or four jobs so that my mom could stay at home just so we could get by. And, um, and so getting into business, my, my mentality was always, well, I just need to make enough to pay the bills, you know, and have a little bit extra. So I'm not hurting and I'm good. And I think it was Justin and a couple of others that, uh, Ashley, my, one of my, my coffee mentor, both of them were like, think about it. So if you make a hundred dollars over all your expenses, how much ministry are you going to do with a hundred dollars? Not very much. You know, if you make a thousand dollars, you might be able to do a little bit, you know, but you really got to get that mentality out of your head that I just need to, I need to make as much money as I possibly can because the more money I make, the more ministry I get to do. And so it wasn't until I had that change of my mindset that I do money is very important. Uh, if I want to do the things that I really feel like God's leading me to do. And, and it's not that I, that I'm putting money as a God, I'm not, I'm not valuing that, but I do understand now because of the principles that I've learned is it's important, you know, I mean, you can't do anything without it. And so, uh, and God's been just blessing the pants. Off of it. I mean, we just, it's just ridiculous. Every time we turn around, something else is happening. And so, um, but I was really blessed to be part of your first class, you know, and everybody in that group's doing really well. And it's, we're all, we're always talk also, you know, I think that leads back to some of the, uh, the military part of, you know, when you're, when you come back together in a group like this, you're not just providing business, but you're providing that camaraderie uh, that a lot of us have lost. And fortunately the camaraderie in this particular case, we have a common goal. We all want to succeed in business. And so what are some of the programs that you have running right now with your, your veteran space, your online stuff? Uh, so I have the, the accelerator. I haven't really launched anything. Um, sorry, I got some feedback there. Um, 
I have been real busy in the business, on the business side of things. And quietly, I've been creating a couple other programs. And what I have uh, that I haven't launched yet, uh, I'm going to do an organic, just organic only um, accelerator program. And uh, that, that will be like the lower entry point. And then um, the, the big thing that I'm really excited about and I'm really putting a lot into is taking the accelerator program and adding an aspect of the business side of things, uh, like how to get agency clients and how to get, uh, how to structure your business. Um, but this is, uh, this is literally what I want to do. I want to work with people that are transitioning people that are, that, that want They're either active or they're having a tough time. They want to start a business. They don't want to work for somebody else. They don't know what they want to do necessarily. I'm telling you that in, in four years running, uh, my own agency, literally starting from the ground, you know, life is pretty good. And, uh, it's, it's, it's given me so much more, uh, just like you said, um, it's, it's just been an amazing journey. So, uh, I want to, I want to share that. I want to see, uh, how many other people we can get into. There's so many businesses out there that need marketing help that need good marketing help. And there's a lot of businesses out there and, uh, not a pot shot. I, I don't like to speak poorly of other people, but there are a lot of agencies that are subpar that are taking people's money and not providing results. So, um, I'd love to have, I'd love to be the resource for, people in, in, in that case, transitioning, who want to start a business. I mean, it's literally one of the easiest in terms of overhead and capital to have. It's, it's pretty easy to get started. Yeah. I, I know that one, one of the most attractive things for me, you know, before I, I, I realized that, that you really have to get out of the mindset of, of being a tightwad. Cause that was really my mindset coming in. Like I'm going to squeeze every penny out of every nickel. And, um, and uh, but I, you know, for the for the money, and you touched on organic and paid. So the, you know, the difference obviously. Well, I'll let you explain the difference between organic and paid. But you know, I was on the mindset of, hey, the cheaper I can go, the better, uh, which is organic. And you can you can create a, a entire industry organically, but you got to put the work in, and it's going to take time, and you got to commit to the time. Uh, you know, I think Gary V talks about bringing that business of his to was it five million dollars or something like that in a couple of years uh straight up organic i think he spent 16 grand total and so what's the difference between organic and paid uh organic is um literally you're not paying for traffic you're building your own audience and, and you're you're building your own fan base your own customer base with outreach, with, with just organic means, not blasting people with paid marketing. That's, that's it. And, you know, my philosophy in, in what I do on the agency side of things is real simple. And it's the same thing that's in the accelerator program is you st you have to start with the strategy. The strategy is who's your customer? What's your message to your customer? Build your audience organically, test your offers organically, find the ones that really work and then scale those with paid advertising and it's, it's a solid plan. It's worked over and over again. So, you know, yes, <laughs> I absolutely, uh, I know that for a fact and I still love to do the organic though. I love to troll the coffee sites when people start talking about something and I'll just, 
You know, it's as simple as getting involved in a conversation, uh, not beating anybody up, finding who is, you know, your customer. And, and it took me a little while to understand that, you know, because I was trying to get all these little accounts here locally. Uh, and they're like, well, you know, we only pay $6 for our coffee. And I go, yeah, but, you know, your coffee's not that great. And I mean, <laughs> you know, to try to understand. And then you start to realize, wait a minute, this is not really, you know, my niche. This is not really my, my customer. And so um, I'm going to start to wrap this up a little bit. Um, I, I, you know, if you're, if you're trying to start a business, if you're a veteran and you don't even know what direction to go to, I, I will tell you that Justin's the accelerator class, the beginning class he has is absolutely 10,000 times worth what he charges. Uh, the information that he gives out in the class. Um, and, and I can tell you this because I have something to compare it with. Like I said earlier in the show, I was taking business courses from Wayland Baptist, a great school. I love that school. I, you know, I was not ready to quit going to school, but I wasn't ready to let my business go. And so I made the choice of my business. But I was taking accredited college, uh, private college school courses in business. And Justin was always, you know, the difference is that the information I was getting from Justin is not just a textbook. It is a textbook subject, but I was getting the practical application, which is always the hard part with school. You can go to school till you're blue in the face. You can get all the degrees you want, but it doesn't give you any real world application. It doesn't give you any common sense. And it doesn't give you the ups and downs. Hey, this is what the industry says, but this is what really happens. And that's what you get when you when you take the accelerator class with Justin. And uh, there's a lot of us, a lot of the comments are from people who have taken Justin's class. Um, you know, it, it, again, I, I can't stress enough that this is about adding value to our, yes, it's a small, I know that a lot of, I have a lot of followers that are civilians. You know, you can benefit from, if you're in business, you know, from a class like Justin's. I don't know what, what what's available outside. You have to be a veteran. Uh, I believe, is that correct, to, to, to join the zone of action? Uh, that's what it's been traditionally, but I, I mean, you know, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Um, there, there's I, certainly a different price for civilians than there is for veterans. Let me say it that way. Yeah, so the website that you see scrolling, the first one is, uh, is the, the Facebook group. Uh, that is one of the three qualifiers you'd be a veteran. But the second one is actually Justin's uh, uh, his actual website. And you don't have to be a veteran to click on his website and reach out to him. Uh, and I, I can't promise any great discounts just for watching the show. But I can guarantee that that, that the value Justin adds uh, and his knowledge uh, and his uh, he's got so many success stories, uh, people who have put in how much did uh did GG? How much did he put in that he got like a five thousand dollar? Yeah, uh, Gunny, uh, super motivated guy. He he cranked through the the paid ad content in a couple of weeks, and he and he set up his first ad. We kind of did that. We kind of reviewed it live, right, on one meeting, and then he ran the ad. I think he spent about four hundred bucks and made back about fifty five hundred bucks. And, and now he's got that skill. He's got that skill set to do this and repeat and write his own paycheck. And, uh, you know, I think, um, 
I don't know. That's so rewarding. That's so, so awesome. Carrie's another one. Carrie has come so far step way outside of her comfort zone, you know, and, and it's amazing. It's amazing to see. Yeah. I, I know that we both, her and I, and it's funny because she has a coffee company and so do I, uh, but her and I collaborate all the time. We ask each other for uh, advice all the time. Um, you know, coffee industry, she's starting this new, uh, you can see the, a soldier girl coffee company. The big uh, reveal is tomorrow, a virtual event. Uh, and her and I, you know, we go back and forth all the time. Well, Hey, what do you do about this? And Hey, what do you do about this? And, and so it's really cool to have somebody in the industry and our training both comes from you. So we're like-minded already. We're already looking in the same direction. And, uh, and people always ask us all the time, well, I mean, how can you advertise other people's coffee? And I go, well, I do Ranger Dan's also. Uh, coffin coffee company um, and the reason is is that there's 380 million americans of those 380 million americans 86 percent of the population drinks coffee 68 percent of that 80 percent drinks more than one cup a day so you can do the math and figure out how huge the coffee market is in the united states we're not hurting each other by advertising somebody else's coffee you know, I don't have, I don't hurt myself by advertising Carrie's coffee on my podcast or off or, or Ranger Dan's or anybody else. And so, but yeah, she's also done really well with the, with the skills that we've learned. She bought an iPhone just like I did, you know, uh, to get on Clubhouse. And uh, I, I actually might have a couple of conversations uh, when I go to Florida next week with some people that I've met through Clubhouse um, yeah. to talk about business. And how amazing is that? I mean, that, that wouldn't have come up otherwise, you know? And so, um, but we're just over the hour mark, brother. And uh, I know you and I could talk for hours about all kinds of stuff. But uh, I, I was really excited about having you for several reasons. One is that I know that you're a man of faith like I am. I know where you put your faith in. And I'll tell you what, that was one of the hardest parts I had because I've had people tell me all kinds of stuff about business. Uh, and it wasn't until we had a conversation where I knew we were like-minded on, on the God side that I, I let my guard down. I'm like, okay, I know that you're not going to tell me something that's going to go against what I believe, you know, as far as my faith goes. And that's really hard to do when you're in business because I've had so many people tell me, you can't put God in front of your business. You can't put God in front of your business. And, um, and, and my personal belief is that if I don't put him way out in front, I don't even have a business. I got right. nothing. And so, but there's things that you have to learn, just like I've learned that, you know, I, the more money I make, the more I can put in the ministry, the more I can spread the word, the more Bibles I can buy, the more, you know, and so there, there's a lot to be, to be learned from like-minded individuals. You know, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. Uh, and so as one man sharpens, you know, another, and, and I, I'm so grateful uh, for our connection, you know, uh, through the veterans groups. Um, and I'm, I'm just looking forward to, you know, we've never been in New York. I know that when we go, we're going to call you, we're going to go up there and you can show us the, the non, uh, the non, what do you call them? Uh, uh, oh God, what do you call them? Uh, you talking about tourist? Yeah. The non-tourist, uh, version of, uh, <laughs> of New York. And uh, I just want to go see the horse soldier statue. I mean, that's 
you don't want to go to ground zero and all that stuff. But, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of military history in that, in that neck of the woods. Uh, again, I, I really appreciate everything that you're doing folks. If you're not, you know, if you're in the market to understand how to transition out of active duty, if you're already transitioned and you're having trouble and you can't find your spot and you want to do something on your own, Justin's the guy, the accelerator courses is the place. And that group of people, I'm telling you, uh, the guys that I've gone through the course with are friends and I can reach out to them when I have issues, when I, everybody's got a skill set aside from what we learned uh, in the course. Um, and, and the beautiful thing is that when, even now that that course has been over for, I don't know, you know, almost a year, I guess, since we started that thing. Uh, and I can still reach out to Justin anytime. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, I was having trouble with a conversion ad. We got on a call. He looked at it. We made some adjustments, you know, and so you, you can't pay enough money for that kind of uh, support, you know, downrange past your goal, past your course. And uh, that's one thing that Justin offers. And uh, I strongly, you know, recommend his, uh, his course and his company because um, he's, he, he literally changed my hobby into a business. <laughs> you, did, you did that. I, was I, I took the principles that I learned from you and I implemented them because I learned that I needed to take action and I needed to do this and I needed to change my mindset. And so, but those are things that I didn't know how to do until I, until I learned. And so you're absolutely right. You can give everybody all this information and they can go home with it and do nothing and nothing's going to change. And I think you said it one day in one of the groups, if somebody did something and you're like, that's taking, you took action. And it doesn't matter if it wasn't specifically on this one line item that you had written down in your plan. The fact is you took action. And the only way you're going to keep moving forward is by taking action. That's right. And so, uh, but that's a mindset thing. It's one of the things you teach. And it's important and, you know, it's really important. So, uh, again, I, if you're transitioning, you're having trouble, you're trying to get something going, uh, if you're still active duty and you're looking at doing an entrepreneur uh, business once you're done, uh, I strongly recommend the Zone of Action Accelerator Program. Uh, hit Justin up, you know, hit us up in the Vetpreneur Tribe. Uh, join the Warrior Council. Uh, there's a lot of incredible things going on there. And uh, Justin, besides the two things here, is there anything else that you want to add about how people can get a hold of you? Yeah, well, uh, Jose, I want to take this opportunity to say one thing. So um, next weekend, I'm going to run a masterclass. And that masterclass is going to be about building a Facebook group and how to monetize that group. And uh, I am going to charge for that. I'm going to launch everything uh all the, all the graphics, all everything tomorrow. But I, I did make the announcement today. 100% of those proceeds are going to a fellow veteran. His name is Rob Pinkley. His son is fighting leukemia right now. His five-year-old son is fighting leukemia. And, uh, you know, um, I just want to give that back. I want I want that to be the thing that I do right now to give back. So I want to give, I want to provide value. It's not a traditional donation where you just donate and you get a sticker that says, Hey, thanks for donating. 
I want to provide something that can actually turn into a business or more money for anybody who's involved. But all of that money, all of those proceeds, 100% besides what Stripe charges will go directly to the Pinkleys and, and help them in their efforts to keep their son comfortable and, and get him through this fight. And, uh, uh, you know, if, if you, if you could add them to your prayers, that would be amazing as well. Absolutely. And I've, I know some of my fan base, they, they're all, you know, prayer warriors. So, uh, also I will put all that stuff as soon as you launch it, uh, launch it in the God coffee country, uh, God country coffee podcast page and give me the links and stuff. And I'll put them on my website and we'll keep plugging them next week. I'm going to do this live from Florida, uh, with my brothers over there. And uh, I'll plug it also there and I'll put the links in the comments next week for that as well. Uh, so we can, cause that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to rally around our brothers and sisters and, and we're not giving handouts. We're giving hand up. That's right. And so I really appreciate your time, brother. I know, I know you're a busy man. I know you're a family man. And, uh, and I, I just really appreciate uh, your time. Also, I just want to let y'all know March 26th, my uh, episode with third day coffee uh, on Texas Veterans Outdoors, the at TVO campfire uh, is going to air March 26th. I got the email today, uh, and that's going to be on the Ruco. It, it goes out on Apple. T There's a whole bunch of platforms. You can go to the Texas Veterans Outdoors website and look up the TVO campfire, and you can find them there. They're also on Clubhouse. They're holding space on Wednesdays, I think. Um, and that's a great, I've been on several of them. I love it. It's all about veteran success stories. You probably need to get a hold of Rebecca Mahan uh, and, and talk to her, Justin, because I, I think you're a perfect story for her to, you know, to, to talk about. But, uh, and, you know, what strikes me the most about you is the fact that you have something, you have a resource that you could sell to the highest bidder. You can absolutely sell it for the tens of thousands because people pay that kind of money for it. Uh, but you choose to give back to your veteran brothers and sisters at a rate that they can afford. Uh, and and I, I can't stress how valuable that that training was to me, to Carrie, to Katie, who's in Australia. She's an Australian veteran. Uh, you know, everybody who's taken the course. And I just really appreciate your time. I love what you're doing for the veteran uh, in the veteran space, for all of our brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, don't don't wait any longer. Take action. Take action right now. Sign up for Justin's class. Uh, I promise you it'll change your business. Uh, with that being said, Justin, I'm going to put you in the green room. I'm going to close this out, and I'll be right back with you in just a second. Thanks a lot for having me, Jose. Absolutely, brother. Hang tight. There you have it, folks. God Country Coffee, episode 15. It's in the books. Uh I'm going to be posting all week on different platforms. Stay tuned. Uh, I'm going to take you to Florida with me. I'm going to take you to the beach with me. And I'm going to take you to the patio with my brothers, uh, John Grantham and Scott Riley, for our, uh, you know, quasi-Truitt reunion. Uh, we, both, we all served on the USS Truitt FF-1095 uh, that decommissioned back in 1995. I haven't seen these cats since 1994 and my brother Scott just uh, got back from deployment this last year uh, out in the desert in Africa and uh, 
stay tuned for all that stuff. Please, please catch up with us. Check out my video that I did earlier today for a stackable 10% on our subscriptions. Uh, that's monthly coffee to your door. You don't have to worry about getting excellent coffee to your house. It's going to come right to your doorstep and you can get 20% off. Uh, so look at my, my, my uh, video from earlier today. And uh, just remember, folks, treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. Until later in the week when I see you, God bless you all. Good night.